A warm welcome to Disky Talk with Luyolo. If you're tuning in for the very first time, I ask that you please do subscribe and hit the notification bell. If you've been a part of this journey, I hope you thoroughly enjoy this episode. So on today's episode, I discuss all things Kaiser Chiefs as I look at their new signings, uh, contract extensions, and then in the extra time segment, I do a tactical preview of how they might potentially line up going into the new season. So the first segment is contract extensions. So five senior players have had their contracts extended in Itumele Nkune, Ramashu Mpasele, Bernard Parker, Lebuhang Manyama, and Kamabiliat. So with regards to these contract extensions, I will start with Itumele Nkune. So with Itumele Nkune, I must say that um, I am thoroughly happy to see that his contract has been extended by virtue of the fact that he is um, A, a club legend, B, he's such an experienced um, footballer who I think still has quite a bit to offer with regards to his experience and with regards to his leadership skills. Maybe not as much on the playing side because we do know that he is coming to the end of his career. However, retaining him and keeping him within the fold and within the setup of Kaiser Chiefs is actually paramount going forward because when you do have uh, a rebuild, you need a couple of figureheads who have been there, done that, got the t-shirt and experienced success with the club. So I am very happy that his contract has been extended because it would sadden me to see him retiring at any other club other than Kaiser Chiefs. So having then a look at Ramasham Pasele, uh, with this contract extension, I'm, I, mm, it's a bit of mixed emotions. However, I lean towards, um, I lean towards happy because if you look at Kaiser Chiefs in the right back position, they don't have um, much depth, in my opinion. Yes, they do have uh, Ngezana who can play as a right back, but in my opinion, he's best position is at centre-back and they also do have Njabulo Blom as well. But if anything were to happen to Reeve Frosler, then you have the cover of uh, Ramasho Mpasele. So I think it is a good contract extension. However, going into the future, I think that is a position that Kaiser Chiefs have to look at uh, adding depth and uh, also having a look at a younger player, you know, who could challenge Reeve Frosler in the upcoming future. And then when we have a look at um, Bernard Parker, this is uh, a contract extension that personally I don't advocate for, you know, with all due respect to um, the great player that he is and um, what he's done and what he's achieved for both Kaiser Chiefs and Bafana Bafana. However, I just feel when it comes to the current landscape of what Kaiser Chiefs are trying to do, I just don't feel like he fits in. And... Often at times in the past season, you know, one got the feeling that they were looking for a position for him because he didn't quite fit in. And at times you'd feel that in certain matches he would be the weakest link by virtue of the fact that he would be having uh, a really, a really bad game. However, because of his seniority and experience and the fact that he was wearing the armband, he wouldn't be substituted, which would do more bad than good for the team. So personally, I don't understand why they've um, extended his contract because I just don't feel like he fits in, you know. And um, take nothing away from 
his energy, take nothing away from his desire and his hard work because I'm not retiring him. I'm not saying he should retire, you know, because if there's one aspect of his game that one can sit back and admire is his energy and work ethic that he's shown throughout the past season. So I just feel like at Kaiser Chiefs, at this current moment, I just don't feel like he fits into the team going forward. So then when we have a look at Lebukhang Manyama, this is a player who, he's one of my favorite players. However, I must say that I'm saddened that we haven't really seen him at his best for Kaiser Chiefs. You know, he's performed in, um, in patches, he's had, uh, he's had good spells, but then, you know, he'd also struggle with injury. So we just haven't seen him at his best. We haven't seen him replicate the performances that he once displayed at an Ajax Cape Town, at a Cape Town city. So I've been, you know, not impressed because he hasn't been consistent. And when he is consistent, we all know what he can do. So with regards to his extension, uh, I'm actually happy that they've chosen to have the faith in him. Because if we, if we have to be honest, in the 2019-2020 season, he had a good season, you know. So that he did show us what he can do. And we all know what he can do if he's fully fit. And also taking into consideration the amount of offensive players we've now managed to sign. All those players um, in and around him and in the team, I think, would predicate for Manyama to perform a lot better and a lot consistently if we do see him managing to stay fit. So moving on then to uh, Kamapiliat. Um, very ecstatic when it comes to this extension, especially because he was linked to Al-Akhli and um, it was rumored that uh, he was seeking a move away. However, this then just um, seals it, that he's here to stay and his intentions are purely with the club. And I think this bodes well for the players that Kaiser Chiefs have just signed, because then when you have a look at the players, which I'm going to go into later on within this episode, those are very offensive players, very good players who can link up very well with Keegan, I mean, sorry, with, uh, with Kamapiliat. Look at me already getting excited to talk about Keegan Dolly. But those are players that can link up very well with Kamapiliat by virtue of the fact that they've played with him and some are like-minded with regards to their style of play and their approach when it comes to the offensive side of football. So I would say then that Kaiser Chiefs have done well with certain extensions and then with others, mm, questionable, especially Bernard Parker's one. Before I do move on to the next segment, which is the new signings, do let me know, viewers, how do you feel about the contract extensions of those five players that I've just gone through? So, moving on then to the next segment, which is new signings. Hmm, interesting, interesting. I am so excited because for so many years, Kaiser Chiefs have been trolled on social media for their transfer window with regards to the type of players they've acquired. They have been trolled because they don't break the bank, they don't go after exciting players. But this time around, I think there's a couple of names which will get everybody excited, you know, and which will also get the rivals uh, a bit nervous because these are very good footballers. So let's then start at the back and work our way up. So in goals, 
they have signed Brandon Peterson, which I think is a phenomenal signing, especially considering the fact that he is a well-developed keeper, first of all. Secondly, he has experience of the DSTV Premiership, as he's played for Ajax Cape Town and he's played for Bitvez Vitz. And what I like about him is that he will offer much-needed competition when it comes to that number one jersey, especially considering how Bruce has grown in leaps and bounds. If anything, you need a player who will then challenge Bruce, and I think Brandon Peterson is uh, a man fit for that, and I think that is a great signing. Moving on then to the defensive department, I will start in the centre-back um, department. When we have a look at Austin Dube, who has... Um, recently joined uh, Amakosi. Uh, look, I'm very excited about this signing, especially considering the fact that he is a left-footed centre-half and uh, those who are Kaiser Chiefs' um, loyal supporters know what happened the last time when they had a left-footed centre-half. But I am thoroughly excited about this signing because um, he offers great uh, tactical versatility because he is a player that can play in a back three on the left side. So, for example, if Kaiser Chiefs opted to go with a back three, uh, Austin Dube can play as the left-sided centre-back where you'd have your libero in there and you'd have your right-sided centre-back. So, he offers this, which is actually very good, especially considering... Um, the direction and shape that modern day football is taking. A lot of teams have transitioned to a back three, so I think you'd fit in very well. Also, the duality with his uh, tactical versatility is that he's also well-versed in playing in a back two, as he's very solid, especially as uh, a player who can start play. He can open up, start play, very good at also breaking the lines with regards to his passing. And um, also very strong and very good in the air. So this is a player that I think Kaiser Chiefs have needed. I think Kaiser Chiefs have struggled um, in on the left-hand side with regards to their centre-back department. Moving on then to a player who will most likely partner him and a player who I think is amongst the best, if not the best signing for Kaiser Chiefs this transfer window. The man who goes by Jabulo Roadblock Ngobo. Woo! I am thoroughly excited about this signing. I think this is, this is a huge signing for Kaiser Chiefs. And I think this would have been a huge signing for any team within the DSTV Premiership. Especially when you consider the season that he's, that he's just had. Defender of the season within the DSTV Premiership. And uh, also considering how skillful he is and how good he is on the ball as a centre-back. Very comfortable on the ball. You'll hardly ever see him. Uh, making bad decisions on the ball. He's um, very, very intelligent. He knows which passes to pick. He breaks lines with ease. And he's got this signature move of his where you will find him maybe in that position where they play the ball back to him and he will shape up as if he's about to play the goalkeeper and he will do a just nice 360, a nice pirouette where... He gets back and he plays. So he is a man who can take us from a defensive transition and then into an offensive transition with just one trick, one pass. So that's what I love about him. He is as complete as they get when it comes to a centre-back. So moving on then to the left-back position. So 
This is a position where Kaiser Chiefs have opted to sign two left backs, which I question that decision by virtue of the fact that I think um, Kaiser Chiefs already have a couple of players within the squad that can play here. And they've also got um, young Tabo Mukwena, who is a part and parcel of the first team, who comes from the MDC side. And within the MDC as well, they do have players who are well-versed to play as left-sided defensive players. So I just didn't feel the need to go and sign two left-backs. Maybe one could have been better. However, when we do speak about the two signings in this position... The first goes by the name of Sfiso Santi, a player who was at um, Swallows this past season. A player who, on his day, can mark the very best in world football. Ask Mohamed Salah, he will tell you all about Sfiso Santi. He's got his number. But anyway, when we have a look at his skill set, so he's very comfortable on the ball. Technically, he's very good and he can strike a ball from dead um, dead ball situations So he is um, uh, A very good left back My only issue with him At times is that He tends to have a very Laxy daisy approach So sometimes he lacks that sense of urgency Where then we see him make certain Bad decisions And where then you'll see him getting caught out Defensively So that is something that I would like for him to work on Especially considering The amount of pressure that comes with Wearing um, the shirt Of Kaiser Chiefs And then when we then look at the other left back Goes by the name of Spusiso Mabiliso Who was playing at Amazulu So this is a young left back Who has experience when it comes to the junior international stage. He has uh, represented um, the junior national teams and uh, recently also played at the, at the Olympics as part and parcel of that under-23 squad. So with regards to him, he's, look, if required, he can go forward. He can whip crosses in, but... I would say he's a bit more on the defensive side. So I like him because he's got age on his side, you know, and he's still very coachable and uh, he hasn't picked up too many bad traits and too many bad habits. So you can still coach him into um, a quality fullback, you know. So I'm, I'm more or less happy with him. So if I had to pick one, I would have signed Spuso Mabiliso because he's got more time with regards to um, his career. And when you're looking at a rebuild, I tend to look at players who are either in the early 20s or mid 20s so that we're looking at the next five to seven years, potentially 10 years. So that's how I would have gone about picking in this department. However, when we move then into the midfield, this is also uh, another area which I wasn't too impressed with uh, by virtue of the fact that A, um, quality, secondly, the age. So I will then start with uh, Patucheza Nange, who has played at, at um, Black Leopards, then moved to Bitvesvets, and then recently of Stelis. So with regards to Patucheza Nange, um, very energetic player. He goes box to box and uh, he's a hard worker. And what I do like about him is that um, if he can find his rhythm and he finds momentum, he's a player that can become very consistent. And um, like I said, very hardworking player, which is what I think you need in modern day football. And he's also tactically versatile by virtue of the fact that you can play him 
uh, in a double pivot, if needs be, in just a two-man midfield. You can play him in a three-man midfield. So I think that he is more or less... I wouldn't say the greatest of signings, but I would say that it's, it's a good signing by virtue of the fact that we haven't been able to get a defensive midfielder, which in my position, which in my point of view, sorry, is the position that we should have prioritized. We should have prioritized getting a defensive midfielder as Kaiser Chiefs, a six, somebody who will sit in front of the back four or a back three and um, be able to protect his, de- his uh, defensive um, department, somebody who's able to also start play from deep, you know. So I think we should have prioritized someone like that, someone in the mold of Umtetwa from um, Swallows. I think he would have been perfect. However, the next player we then speak of is Cole Alexander, another player who's similar to Patu Chezanange with regards to his energy. He can then also play as a six. However, it's not his position that he specializes in. I would say he's more of an eight, uh, a box-to-box player. And what I like about him, that he has a lot more than Patu Chezanange has, is his technical ability. He's a player that... Um, he can um, thread those passes. He can split the fences. But most importantly, he can get you a goal from midfield. He's got that quality to get you a goal from midfield. So moving on then, um, we then have a look at, um, on the left-hand side, Jaujelo uh, Sijota, who is a player that I think is very exciting. It's been a very long time since Kaiser Chiefs had a winger who's, Uh, left-footed, skillful, and very exciting. A winger that can get uh, fans off their seats and get them cheering. A winger that every time when he gets the ball, you just sort of feel like something is going to happen. So, very excited with that signing. It's going to be interesting to see how does he fit into um, this Kaiser Chiefs side. And then, last but not least, um, this we need... uh, we need that or drum roll. Ladies and gentlemen, the marquee signing for Kaiser Chiefs, Mr. Keegan Dolly. So this is uh, yeah, this is a player who excites me. Every time he touches the ball, you get a feel-good feeling and you get that sense that this guy can make things happen he is a complete playmaker in my own opinion by virtue of the fact that he can get you goals and he gets you the assists as well so with regards to him coming back to south africa i do know that some people uh weren't too happy with this some even went as far as labeling it as a joke however i dispel that notion by virtue of the fact that in life you get uh, career projections, and then you get career reality. So, with regards to career projection, yes, we would have wanted Keegan Dolly to be playing at the highest level. Yes, we would have wanted him to be playing UEFA Champions League football. However, things didn't quite work out, hampered by injury as well, throughout his time in France at Montpellier. But he does find himself now coming back home, coming to play for Kaiser Chiefs. He's 28, and I still believe that he's still got a lot to offer. You know, it's not the end. It's not the end of the world. But if he does get fit and he manages to find that rhythm and that consistency, this is a player who is going to surprise a lot of people. And this is a player who 
man, we all know what Keegan Dolly can do. You know, we all know what he can do at his best. So I'm very excited with regards to this signing. And I think it's a huge statement that Kaiser Chiefs has just sent out to the rest of the league. They're here, they want to compete, and they want to return to the glory days. So, in the extra time segment, I'm now going to have a look at how they could potentially line up. So, this is a tactical preview. However, before I do get into that, I'm going to start with my fantasy team and how I would like Kaiser Chiefs to line up. What would I do if I was the coach of the Glamour Boys? So, in goals, I would have Bruce as uh, I think it's time for him to be number one now. I think his time has come. It's time that we throw him in and we trust him with that number one jersey. My two centre-backs, uh, I'd have Austin Dube as the left-sided centre-back. Yes, I would throw him right in. I do understand that um, when it comes to the big stage, he might lack experience. However, I think this is the perfect time because also considering his age, he doesn't have time. You know, it's now or never for him. And I would start him there. Alongside him, I would have Unjabulo uh, Roadblock. And I think these two would make uh, a very, very good centre-back partnership. Tactically very balanced by virtue of the fact that we've got a right-sided uh, centre-half who's right-footed. A left-sided centre-half who's left-footed. So with regards to starting play from the back, they'd be well-versed at this. Bruce is also very comfortable on the ball. He could roll it out. He could play from the back. And they could get us going. So, at left back, this is an unpopular opinion. However, you do know that on Disky Talk with Liolo, I love an unpopular opinion. And my unpopular opinion is that I would go with Happy Mashiane as my left back. And I say Happy Mashiane because... In my own opinion, I think this is his natural position. I think this is where he's best at. And I say that because coming through the youth ranks of Kaiser Chiefs and in the reserve team, he did play as a left back, at times as a left wing back, or at times we'd see him occupying this um, sort of uh, space in this left-hand channel as a midfielder. But I think he's very comfortable at left back. I say that because when you look at his technical skill set, very comfortable on the ball and very good at whipping crosses in. Also very good at a dead piece, at a, sorry, um, a, dead, a, a, dead, a dead ball situation. So I think he's a player who's well-versed at attacking the space as opposed to starting him as a part of a front three where he has to beat men 1v1. One, one one. I don't think that's his best um, trait, but also from a defensive perspective, He's also got speed, so he can deal with 1v1 situation defensively as opposed to him offensively having to beat players 1v1. So I think from deep areas, he'd be very good because he could break lines. And I'm going to go into how I would deploy him as um, a left back when we then go into uh, a deeper analysis of how I would want them to shape up offensively in the opponent's half. Then going to right back, I would go with Reeve Frosler as the right back. Yes, I do understand and I will concede that he's not the best offensively. However, I think because he is a young player, I still think that he can be coached, you know, and also considering how I would like to impose myself on, um, on, on certain teams 
and why I would start him there, I will go into depth as to what I would do with my two fullbacks and the relationship that they would have with their wingers. I will go into depth with regards to that. But I like him here. He's also very similar to Amashiani, very comfortable on the ball, technically um, second to none when it comes to his delivery and his final ball. I think um, this is a player who... Um, will keep growing and um, I think he's a player that going into the future we might see him further up the pitch maybe playing as a midfielder maybe playing um, as an attacking midfielder but I do see him developing into an offensive gem of a footballer because I think that's what he's naturally good at then that is my back four so I'd have a back four in midfield I'd have a midfield three so, yet again, unpopular picks. So, in my midfield three, I'll go with Njabulo Blom as my number six as a sitter. Yes, I do concede that um, he is a player who's growing. He is a player who's learning his trade. But synonymous to um, a Frostler, synonymous to a Mashiane, he is a player who is still developing. He is a player who can learn and I think is a player who can grow in this position. I've seen enough from him in this position to say that I think that going forward, that could be his best position. So I would have him in there. As my two number eights, I'd have Nkosin um, Pilenobo as um, on the left side to occupy the left half space. I would have given Tiberi, yes, Manando. I would have him on the right-hand side to occupy the right half space. So the reason why I like these two players and the reason why I'd go with the academy boys, this would be synonymous to... Um, what Barcelona did when they had uh, Busquets, Xavi and Iniesta. Viewers at home, I'm not comparing the three of them. I'm not saying they like them. I'm not saying they'll be better than them. However, with regards to their trajectory, with regards to their upbringing through the academy and their transition into first-team football, it would be synonymous. Um, bar the fact that um, uh, Given Tibeti did go out on loan. However, the transition would be synonymous to that. So, I like them because you got a midfield three of ball players. You got a midfield three of intelligent players who know how to read the game, you know. So I think these are three players who can grow in midfield and become complete midfielders with regards to their technical skill set and their tactical acumen. Also, when you consider their duties within the side. So moving on then along. So this is where it gets interesting because... When it comes to my offensive, um, uh, offensive uh, approach, it would be quite interesting. So, I would go with a false nine. My false nine, I would go with Kama Biliat as a false nine. I think this is a player who plays his best football off the cuff when he doesn't have too much responsibility. And the players then to complement him, I would have Jauge Lusikota coming off the left. He does love hugging the, uh, the touchline on the left trying to beat players coming in, can deliver across, can come in, can go to the right, cut in. On the right-hand side, as my playmaker, I would then have Keegan Dolly. And the reason why I'd have him is because I think when it comes to playmaking, he is one of the best footballers we have in South Africa when he is on song and when he's fully fit. And He's a player that can get you the goals. So when occupying these half spaces, looking to come in, I think then he could be very dangerous. And what we could see is on 
the right hand side with regards to this half space you could see sometimes an overload and combination play between Ngobo and the Keegan Dolly and can also occupy um, zone 14 sometimes then see Ngobo go there so that is a player who's tactically flexible that is a player who is well-rounded with regards to his offensive approach another approach that I would have is I would then go with a number nine I would either go with Castro or I would go with Nukovic as a number nine, have Billiard coming off the left, have Keegan Dolly coming off the right. So that is how I would go with Kayser Chiefs if the onus fell into my hands and if I was the coach. So I did mention that I would have a look at them in the um, opponent's half and this is what I would, how I would want to have them in the opponent's half. So we'd have and my team would be a ball playing side i believe in a uh, a 433 that would transition into a 343 at times i believe in uh, a ball playing system which uh, predicates for consistency when it comes to breaking the lines attacking certain channels occupying and overloading the half spaces and zone 14 as well and then looking to get uh, some of our best players in on goal by virtue of cutbacks uh, by virtue of them cutting in. So that is how, how, how I would look at it. So how then I would have um, a look at it is that I would want them. So I did mention the two fullbacks and what I would do with the fullbacks. So I will start with the fullbacks. You'll have your two centre-backs. Up there, you'll have Blom just in there. You have uh, your two, you have your two number eights. So yes, number eights. Sometimes you have Ngobo can be on this side. You can have Given Tibeti go that side. But most likely Ngobo does like to occupy the left-sided um, half space. But as the game progresses, because they are creative players, like I did mention earlier on, you can have Ngobo on this side as well, linking up play. You can have Given Tibeti on this side as well. However, what I would the shape that I would um, would like to adopt in the opposition's half would be this. So, Sukhota would hug the left-hand side. You'd have uh, uh, you'd have Gosimpile Ngobo in there. You'd have Keegan Dolly um, a lot closer to the striker, which would be Ke uh, Kamabiliat in this case. And then, with Reeve Frosler, this is what I explained with the fullbacks. I'd have him high and wide. Because this is what he likes doing and that's what he's good at. However, the difference then on the left-hand side is that with Happy Mashane, I would invert him. So he would come in a lot closer. And the reason why I would invert him is because it would complement a Sikhota. Sikhota likes hugging the left-hand um, channel and he loves staying on the line. And he loves beating his man, going one-on-one -on -one with him. He loves occupying this space. And then with Mashiane, who I think is very good from deep and who I think can progress the ball really well from deep areas, who can also pick a pass, who's also good at crossing, I think then him coming into this position where at times he will be tucked in, at times you could see him even tucking into the midfield. I know in South Africa we're not as advanced as of yet, but if you can think of Zinchenko at Manchester City, that is what I would do with Mashiane, having him coming in. And then you've got Ngobo occupying the half space. And uh, you've got Keegan Dolly in there. 
on the right hand side, I would have given Tibeti here. And with given Tibeti in this space, which is almost on the same line as a Mashiane, where you have him as an inverted, sort of, of an inverted fullback, and sometimes as an eight, as a midfielder in here, is that the duality with this, he can get onto the ball, dictate terms and play, and then, if needs be, he can always cover a refrosler. And I must mention how versatile he is. Coming up through the youth ranks at um, Kaiser Chiefs, he did play as a right back in the MDC um, one of the seasons. And uh, he is a player who can play multiple positions. He reads the game very well. So that is what I would look to do. And whenever we do then lose the ball, you're looking at Mashiane coming in. You're looking at Given Tibeti coming in. So then you're sort of looking at this defensive block, which then gives us enough time for the rest of the players to drop. That's what I would personally do. However, let's move on then to reality because that was my fantasy team. Let's have a look at what Stuart Baxter could potentially do. So having then a look at what Stuart Baxter could potentially do, I'm going to have a look at um, potentially two or three formations. And let's see. Let's see what he could potentially do. So what I think Stuart Baxter could do, I'll start with a 4-2-3-1. And in the midfield, this is subject to them getting a defensive midfielder. If they don't get a defensive midfielder, then they're going to do what I think they're going to do going into this. So in goals, I think it'll still be Bruce. You know, in goals could be Bruce, could be... Peterson, but I think it would be Bruce in goals, or it could be Akpe, you know, if they do end up keeping him, could be either or with regards to that. And then when we have a look at left back, and left back is going to be Sviso Slanti by virtue of the fact that he's experienced. A secondly, he did play under Stuart Baxter um, at the at 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 the Afcon. Uh, tournament uh, where he did really well against um, Egypt and then two centre-backs I think Jabulo Ngobo um, will come in but at left-sided centre-back I think he'll go with Cardoso by virtue of the fact that he's more of a big game player more experienced than Austin Dube and then at right-back this is also another interesting one according to the final of the CAF Champions League he went to, with uh, Ramat Mpasele. So he could go with Mpasele or he could go with Frostler. I think it's a 50-50 on that one. And then where it gets interesting in the midfield, if Keza Chiefs don't manage to sign a defensive midfielder because the window is still open, I think they'll go with the double pivot of Patu Chedzanange and Cole Alexander. And the reason why I say this is because I think then they will be able to protect that back four. And with Stuart Baxter, he is, uh, in my opinion, I would say he leans a lot more towards the tactically safe side with regards to how he sets up his teams. So I think you'd then go with a double pivot. And then having a, a look at uh, the offensive side. So even here, there could be multiple options. Guys, this is what I think in the comment section, like I always mention, please do let me know what you think he would do. I've now got Stuart Baxter's cap on and I'm now trying to figure out what could he potentially do with this case Chiefs side. So we then have a look at um, this position as a second striker, if you want to call it, as an attacking midfielder. I think in here, 
you could go you could go with um Akosipile Ngobo or you could go with Manyama in here. And then on the left hand side, Biliat. That's where I think you'll start. That's where he's very good at coming off the left hand side and then coming in. And then on the right hand side, Keegan Dolly and then up front Nukovic or Castro. I think that's how Stuart Baxter could potentially be looking at things as uh, <clears throat> as he has worked with a couple of these players before and his approach is more or less in alignment with this lineup and that's by virtue of everybody being fit of course. So I'm talking about it from a perspective of everybody being fit. So then also we could have he could go with a back 3. So when we're then looking at a back three, so I think if he does then go with uh, a back three, you could have then maybe then the inclusion of Austin Dube in there as the left-sided. Then you could have uh, Jabulo Ngobo, roadblock, playing as uh, the libero, as he's very comfortable on the ball, and I think he'd do an exceptional job at that. And then as the right-sided, he could go with Cardoso. If not Cardoso, it could be Ramashem Patele. So that that would then complement uh, a refrosler going forward. Because defensively, I did mention that he's not the strongest. So it could then be potentially you're looking at a back three of an Austin Dube this side. If not Austin Dube, a Cardoso. Jaburu Ngobo, definitely. At the right side, you're looking at Ramashem Patele or a Cardoso if... Uh, Austin Dubé does start on this side. And then, in midfield, you still, same, double pivot of uh, Cole Alexander and uh, Patu Chezenange. The wing-backs then being Siso Shanti, which then will aid him to get a lot further forward, which is what he's comfortable with. On the right side, Reef Rosler, which is very comfortable with. And then, your inverted forwards, you have... Uh, Kama Biliat, you'll have your Keegan Dolly, and then you'll have your Nukovic. That's how I think we're potentially, he might potentially go when we're looking at a 3-4-3 system, or if you want to make it a 3-5-2, you could go with Biliat and Nukovic, you can have Dolly as the 10, or you could even, if you want to go with the false 9, you sacrifice Nukovic, then you have Ngobo coming in as a 10, you got Dolly, you got Biliat, if you want to go with mobility up front, that's how I potentially think he might go with things. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the very end of a special episode where I discussed all things Kaiser Chiefs. Do let me know in the comments section, what do you make of each segment? So, from the contract extensions to the new signings and the tactical preview of how Stuart Baxter might set up. Also, don't be shy. Do comment on my fantasy team. What would be your fantasy team? Thank you for tuning in to yet another special episode of Disky Talk with Luyolo. Signing out.